0: Someone's experience of travel, the way they remember it, the way they retell it can probably be best summed up by moments. We have these moments that can bring out a range of emotions, make us stop and think in our own existence and sometimes these moments can actually bring about change in ourselves. Whether it be a chance meeting with a like-minded person, a crystallizing epiphany on a mountain, or narrowly escaping death, we are, through travel, putting ourselves in the way of these moments, inviting them and grasping them with both hands. With music from Cody Crabb, writing by Nicole Mello, I'm Hayden Lee. This is Travel Stories Podcast. After two years working behind a desk, at 19, Charlotte Ahern knew that there was more to life than wishing it was Friday. Since then, she's traveled the world and continues to do so, blogging about it on her site at shetravels.co.uk. Charlotte was a recommended guest by a listener, Abby White, and I'm glad Abby reached out and suggested her. So thank you, Abby. Charlotte, how are you doing?
1: I'm good. How are you?
0: I'm good. I'm starting this like we haven't been talking for the last half I hour. I
1: know. <laughs> I'm good.
0: <weird. laughs> but uh, yeah, I've kind of asked you everything I need to know already, but <laughs> whereabouts are you in the world?
1: I am in Vancouver.
0: <laughs> nice. And uh, I'm asking this like you already haven't told me. How are you finding it there?
1: I really love it here. It's It's a special city, to say the least. It has everything. It's got city life beaches you can leave the city for like 10-15 minutes and go skiing i just love it i can't rave about it enough
0: nice nice now the typical outsider point of view uh of vancouver is that man that place is cold i don't want to be going there would you say no, that's it's true totally
1: a misconception. Oh, yeah? like completely yeah it's actually i would say it's milder than england the, de- mm. the weather is definitely better
0: okay interesting interesting so you'd recommend going
1: we had a bit of snow last month so there's there's less than a foot on the ground but it's not like the snow in england it's sort of it doesn't get slushy you know what i mean it's like powder perfect powder
0: (laughs) man i'm loving having a northern english accent on the show oh i've missed it (laughs) that's awesome so I received an email from a listener as I mentioned in the intro, I received an email uh, Abby White was a listener who herself is actually such an interesting character she's she has a limited sight and she travels with a guide dog Annie like all over the world and uh, and Abby said when talking about you she said She's from England, threw in her desk job at 21, and has since divided her time between her degree and international travel. So firstly, I want to thank Abby White for sending that and, you know, putting us in contact. That's awesome. Secondly, my question is, how did you manage to fit a degree into into your travel lifestyle?
1: Oh, God. Okay. Um, firstly, I'd like to say thank you to Abby for, I'm, I'm quite flattered that she contacted you about me and said she wanted me on the show. Um. <laughs> So the degree, I basically took multiple, multiple gap years. (laughs) Oh, nice. So I started studying in 2009, um, and then I finished in 2015. (laughs) I see. (laughs) So I just took two gap years, and I traveled every summer. I used to work holiday seasons in Greece. Have you heard of Malia?
0: malia uh i, I haven't there uh.
1: haven't you i don't think so it's where all the english people go to party anyway in ah, greece
0: right right right
1: um, So i did holiday seasons there and i also got addicted to southeast asia mm-hmm. i traveled there quite a bit I, I went to be like a yoga queen in bali for a while and <laughs> i did the whole southeast asia loop
0: what's the definition of a yoga queen <laughs>
1: So I just went, I decided I was going to become like a hippie and went over to Bali. Um, There's a place called Ubud where it's all cultural and...
0: Mm, Right in the middle of Bali.
1: Yeah, cultural and green and there's like tropical forest everywhere. So I just decided I was going to do yoga every day, all day. And then I did that and I became quite good at it. Oh, nice. And then I also decided from that that when I'm a bit older, when I'm more chilled... I'm going to go back to Bali and set up like a hostel or something and just be like a yoga queen.
0: (laughs) Nice, man. Bali is awesome i love that place i
1: love bali too
0: it's so nice but it's one of those weird ones where like i've said it before in the show you got places like kuta beach and stuff where it's like it's like uh, how you're describing malia you know it's the party town everyone from australia goes there you know yeah, that's their it's like malia
1: it's yeah. yeah
0: exactly yeah yeah but then you got places like ubud and uh, like a couple of other places i was i was in a place called uh galogo chatik for a while and that's like not you know no one goes there or knows where it is but yeah, like, i've never heard of it. Yeah no one does it's like it's only like 20 minutes away from Kudup but it's i don't know it's it's i find it more uh, more real you know like people look at you and cuz you're white they go what is that you know <laughs> Why I actually Mag-
1: like that feeling because when you find that, it's like you're in un- uncharted lands.
0: Absolutely. I love that. Like, uh, I think the other things, like the Malia, like the Magaluf, like you were saying, you know, I, I always think of them as, as plastic. And, and what I mean by that is it's like it's there for you, it's built for you. And it's like, yeah, that's- you know,
1: I sort of did that at university because it was self funding. So I was working there. And that's how I funded a lot of my travel while studying because I didn't really work much. Mm. Um, same Southeast Asia and Bali. I used to travel there a lot because of the price. It's often very cheap. And I think I spend less traveling than I do living in England.
0: Oh, absolutely. I, I tell that to people all the time. Like the the common thing.
1: Um, people are like, oh, if you win the lottery. You're always traveling. I'm like, No. It's cheaper than England. <laughs>
0: yeah, I say that all the time. That's a common thing people say, like, how do you afford to travel? That's got to be one of the most common questions to to travelers, if not the most common. But when you is. say it's cheaper to travel, depending on where you're going, it's cheaper to travel than to live in a house and pay a mortgage and pay car insurance. You know, like, it's it's one of those weird things. And arguably some people would say more fulfilling, but I guess it depends on, you know, who you are as a person.
1: Yeah, I guess it depends. but.
0: Yeah, it's something I'm coming to terms with recently. Well, no, not recently, for a few years like that some people like the stability of having a house and not traveling. Some people have a long fulfilled life that way. And when I was younger, I I didn't believe that. And it's kind of I don't know, it's something I'm something I'm I'm coming to terms with, you know? But what, are you
1: warming to it? Like you want to throw in the towel?
0: No, 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 no. <laughs> no, I'm not like that. I, I'm never going to live anywhere. You know, that's, for, I know that's a weird thing to say, but.
1: that decided?
0: <laughs> I've never decided on anything. This is a big paradox, but <laughs> I've never decided on anything. But if I were to be decided on, on anything, it would be that I don't see myself having a, a home, you know, a home base or a, you know what I mean? Never. Uh, I don't know, but you, I don't think you can ever say never, you know? Never I think, say
1: never.
0: Yeah, I mean, Justin Bieber, you know, he's got a point, you know? He's uh, <laughs> he's a smart guy. Wisdom, you know?
1: Are you a believer? <laughs> of,
0: of course I am. Of course I am. I think no. everyone
1: is now. He's, yeah, he's good. I like him too. Everyone should be <laughs> a believer.
0: Man, when he when he first came out, when he first came out, right um, f- So for me, I've i always I've always uh, tried to do not tried to, but I've always done the opposite of what people do and thought the opposite of what people think. And I, I'm that guy, you know. And so and so when he came out, everyone was like, oh, this guy's so bad, so bad!" Immediately downloaded his album and tried to get into it, you know. It's <laughs> like I need to like this bloke. You know? <laughs> Couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. Sorry, sorry, Justin. <laughs> anyway what were we talking about
1: <laughs> um we got majorly sidetracked but i kind of like that conversation <laughs> yeah
0: it's good it's good <laughs> but no the only place i i could see myself living if i were to see myself living somewhere is like a farm in brazil you know like you see yourself in uh, in bali with the with the hostel that's my bali hostel you know
1: yeah well actually the hostel is just one of my many plans Ooh. i also have another one to sort of disappear for maybe I don't know six months to a year tell my family and everyone I'm going away I'll be safe like I'm not taking my phone just take my computer and then maybe go and live somewhere like Fiji on the beach build my own shack and then just like do yoga every day swim in the sea naked and write a book
0: that sounds ideal that that's uh, yeah and
1: just be with myself
0: (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. That's like, that's a, that's the dream, you know, and I'd recommend, that be, (laughs) man, that's the dream. That's the dream, man. I'd recommend, uh, the Pitcairn islands. Have you heard of them?
1: No. Where are they?
0: Well, it's, uh, they're like in the middle of nowhere, I believe they're in Oceania, the the continent, but there's like, I think there's the population of 49 people, I think. Wow. uh, Yeah. It's like part of the the British overseas, like it's a British overseas territory, you know. So uh, I think you can go there, but they have like deliveries over from New Zealand with their food and that, and uh, and yeah, it sounds like one of those, one of the, it's like almost, it's almost a, a deserted island, you know.
1: Yeah, like Castaway type.
0: <laughs> exactly, exactly. Like, are you one of those people that when you watch Castaway by T- Tom Hanks, by, by Tom Hanks with Tom Hanks, that yeah. you're like, man, that'd be kind of fun.
1: <laughs> yeah definitely i'd love to do that not forever just for a little spell of my life
0: yeah 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 totally yeah and also like i don't know he seemed to handle it all right but that the bit man that is one of two films where i've cried at like that's one of two films that i've cried at, I
1: actually cried at that i actually I think cried that's that sad i think it's quite happy oh,
0: no no, <laughs> no 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 like spoiler alert for anyone that hasn't seen it and wants to but the bit where he loses wilson oh man
1: Yeah, that is emotional actually. I can, I feel you on that.
0: Man, it's ridiculous. I can't get over it. That and Terminator 2, but we'll go into that another time. Oh
1: my god, you are joking. Terminator 2 is my favourite film in the world.
0: It is the greatest film in the whole world. That's why.
1: Wow, I can't, I've never known anyone to like that film as much as me. No way.
0: It's like the perfect movie.
1: (laughs) That's the weirdest thing. I'm quite shocked.
0: Love it. Love it. I feel like we haven't been talking about travel, but, uh, you know, it works.
1: Okay. You can you can ask me something about travel. Oh, I have an exciting trip coming up. That I oh, can do you? About.
0: Okay. Let's talk about that. Where are you headed?
1: Um, I'm doing something sort of a bit out there. Next year, um, me and my friend Chris, we're going to go and hike the Arctic Circle.
0: Nice.
1: So we're starting somewhere in Greenland. I can't remember the name of it and trekking 100 miles um to the coast and then back
0: nice wow that's yeah that's a long way in the arctic circle as well
1: yeah we're going to do it in the summer season so it'll be like may and i'm cautious about the polar bears might have to get a <laughs> rifle but <laughs>
0: <laughs> cautious is a good word to use i think yeah <laughs> yeah cuz they're like they're pretty bad polar bears apparently they're really like uh, well i guess they're more more i don't want to say starving but they're they eat less than other than other bears i would imagine but apparently oh, yeah. they're pretty vicious
1: this is, yeah this is the only animal in the world that actively will hunt humans
0: that's it yeah
1: where we're doing it apparently they don't come that far down and it's not close enough to the coast for them to come
0: mm. and eat us <laughs> oh, cool well that, that should be all right then you'd just be happily but tracking yeah
1: and it, I'm excited to do that cuz only 300 people do it a year.
0: Nice. That's it's part like of it. It's like a
1: well-known trail, but
0: Yeah. Um... That's cool. Those those well-known trails, there's there's a reason I think that they're well-known. There's a reason I think people do them, you know? Like for me, it was the, uh, the Vietnam. I went from, from the bottom to the top on a motorbike and that's, that's like oh, a popular yeah. thing, you know? And I think there's a reason it's, it's a popular thing for me. I did it a little different. I went the scenic route, but like it's, there's definitely a reason people do it a lot. You know, there's something to be said. For as well as you know, uh, exploring and doing new things that people haven't done before, there's something to be said about those staples, those walks that people do. The Camino de Santiago, for example, there's you know, there's something to be said for them. There's a reason that people do them, you know. For sure. I love it. I love it. Also, <laughs> so that's happening uh, next year, 2018, or this year?
1: Um, that's going to be next year because we have to sort of prepare and get loads of equipment and stuff. Um, but I'm doing quite a lot of traveling this year too. So Canada's my base, um, um, but I'm going to be doing sort of another national park trip in May around the states because I love I love Utah. I'm like obsessed with Utah.
0: Yeah, I read that. I read that on your site. Your favorite U.S. state is Utah. That's the home of our wonderful composer Cody. So why is it your uh, Why is it your favorite state? Is it because Cody lives there and you're secretly a big fan of his work?
1: Yes, definitely. I thought so. Well, actually, it's um, <laughs> because I love rocks. I really just love rocks, and and Utah has just some amazing geological stuff there. Mm. I don't know how to explain it in proper terms, but yeah, yeah, I just love the national parks there. I just feel like um, home.
0: <laughs> yeah, Utah. I haven't been myself, but it sounds amazing. Like Cody, our composer, he was saying that you can, if you're on one end of Utah, it can be it's like the desert, and the other end, it's like you know, skiing. mountains, and then you got skiing. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's a crazy place. Mm. That's awesome! I, I love it.
1: that. Well, if you want to go, you can come with me because I'll go anytime.
0: Nice. Well, I was just about to say actually, if you're if you're free in June, then uh, hop on the back of my bike. We'll go around uh, go around Europe. Okay. Sweet. Sorted. <laughs> and that is how it's done. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Anyway, do you have a story for us today?
1: I do.
0: Awesome. Awesome. If you could give this story a name, what would you call it?
1: it's cheating death in lao
0: nice interesting radio you're listening to the travel stories podcast and this is charlotte de with cheating death in lao
1: so i was in lao in southeast asia traveling with three of my friends we decided to head down to Dondet, which is like a 40-hour journey from Van Vieng. Dondet is like one of the islands in the 4,000 islands. And it's a river delta and it's got, it's really, really scenic with all these tropical trees and grasses. And some of the islands are just the size of like a patch of grass and some of them are quite big and people live on them it's got a local population really cool it's kind of like a you feel like you're by the beach but you're actually in a huge river so we wanted to explore around the river delta around the little islands. so we took a kayaking trip I was travelling with three boys at the time which was quite fun So, we took a trip and we had a guide. He was like a Lao local. He didn't speak much English, he just sort of shouted and pointed, which was fine. So it started pretty mellow. I mean, the river, it doesn't have much of a current most of the time, especially when it's really wide. So we were just gliding down, and me and Dave were just chatting about all kinds of stuff. We turned off into a smaller channel, where it was more sort of a faster current with rapids. and So we went down there, paddling along, and we started coming into rapids. The water was really shallow. I'd say less than three foot. there was huge rocks, boulders and stones in there that sort of created these fast currents in in between the boulders. You'd sort of go really fast in the kayak, which was fun, but me and Dave could not control this kayak whatsoever. I'd never done it before and we were just sort of like floating around, going down these rapids backwards and bumping into rocks, which was fun at first, until this happened. It got quite choppy and fast. But we actually started going down a rapid side on, so we we went down it horizontally. And there was a line of big boulders So, it was inevitable that we were going to fall off this kayak anyway, but it actually happened. The kayak sort of went really fast and smashed into the boulders and flipped, so we both fell off it. The kayak then got sort of lodged in between two boulders. And if you can imagine, the water's, like, gushing through really fast, like a fire hose. And I was stuck underneath the kayak. So they're big kayaks. They're not flimsy things. They're, like, made of hard plastic. And they're heavy. I'm underneath it, stuck underwater. I had a life jacket on, but it wasn't helping because I'm stuck under this big thing. And then the worst thing was that I was sort of caged in by boulders. So when I tried to swim, like, sort of with the current, there's a boulder behind me, so I can't move there. There's one at the side of me, one at the other side, the kayak on top. And then when I tried to go forward, because of the pressure of the water coming down. There was no way I could swim up against that current. So I'm just underwater thinking, oh my God, what am I going to do? I'm pushing up on the kayak, but it's literally like a rock. It's not moving anywhere. Everything was really slow under there. Dave had fallen off as well, but he had sort of gone downstream a bit. So he, like, rushed over, threw the kayak off. And he said that I popped up with the biggest smile on my face. And I think I did because I'd just cheated death. I mean, I was under there for quite a while. There was no way I was getting out. And it was ironic that I nearly drowned in about three foot of water. So anyway, I got out and I survived and we carried on the trip, but I, w- I went on the kayak with the um the tour guide because it did get quite dangerous, surprisingly. But I think I actually had a sort of epiphany under there. When I came out, I was like, wow, it can be so easily taken away just in a matter of minutes. Um, I felt like I was underwater for about five minutes, but My friend said it was literally about 15 seconds. (laughs) But the time went so slow whilst I was under there. So yeah, I had an epiphany and I was like, right, I'm going to, this is it, this is life, I need to make the most of it. And I'd sort of been living that way anyway, but after that I was like, now is the time, if I want to do something I need to just do it.
0: That was Charlotte Ahern with Cheating Death in Lao. Charlotte, thanks so much for that story. That was awesome. You're welcome. <laughs> I was on the edge of my seat. <laughs> I genuinely was. <laughs> that was awesome. And it's like, it's that thing of when you're in those positions, did you have that feeling of like, this, this is it, this could be it. And it's hard to put into words, but it's a, you know, you get that feeling in your chest and it's like, this this could be it and you start panicking. It's like I don't know, it's hard to put into words. Did you have that feeling at all?
1: Surprisingly, I, I had I sort of knew I wasn't gonna die. It's weird. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's weird. I like that like, confidence. This is,
1: this is just a scare kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> but it it was an eye opener, that's for sure. Just shocking that you can have that sort of trouble in so such little water. I mean, if someone said to me, you're in three feet of water and you're going to nearly drown, I'd be like, what? <laughs> but it actually happened.
0: Oh, yeah, totally. It's one of those things that puts things into perspective, exactly like you said, you know, it's it changes your, your mindset on life. Like I was listening to this podcast the other day, right? And it was about, about business and everything like this. And they were saying, well, what can you do to change your bottom line and stuff like this? And the guy just said, well, at the end of it, None of this matters. And the host was like, what? And he goes, yeah, well, we're all going to die. And there was a, just what a, a pause. <laughs> yeah, there was just a pause. And he was like, this is it. This is life. We're all going to die. If I make, uh, you know, if I make a million bucks more this year, it's not going to matter. <laughs> you know? It really went kind of, uh, what's the word? Nihilistic in it. You know, That's
1: funny. I would have liked to listen to that.
0: <laughs> it's, it just changes it halfway through. It's great. But, but uh, it's,
1: it's true. It's the yeah. only certain thing in life.
0: Absolutely, yeah. And when you have that feeling in the forefront of your of your mind, it kind of changes. It changes how you live. Like I've I got a tattoo in Brazil last time I was there, and uh, I originally wanted something like uh, something like "Remember that you die" or "Remember that you will die." Maybe in Portuguese, maybe in Latin or something. But like to yeah. always be a reminder of like, look, have you know, like keep this perspective. You know, I feel
1: like that's kind of depressing to have that tattooed on you. Yeah, you know, I was thinking
0: that, but like, remember,
1: you will die.
0: Yeah, but like it depends which way you take th- which way you take it. Like, you know, if you if you look at it and you go, yeah, that's right, this thing that's happening that's that I think is a bad situation right now, and I'm stressing about. Not that I stress, but if I were to, like, it's you know, remember that you know, 50 years down the line, you're not even going to be here. It doesn't matter. Yeah, you know? that's
1: true. Or maybe you should have had remember to live because some people sit in front of the TV their whole life and scared to take action and do
0: something yes yes that's a good one what i eventually uh ended up getting was it's where a watch would be on my left hand and i never wear a watch but i always look at my wrist for the time so um so i put on a key agora which means here and now so if i look at my watch to look at the time it's like it's here and now be in the present moment let's get some stuff done you know ah
1: that's a good one Yeah, I like that.
0: So it's all kind of it's all kind of in the same vein. You know, it's it's making the most out of your time now.
1: Yeah, I like that, that you need to be sort of present. I try to be present all the time, but it's sometimes difficult because you get carried away with being excited about things in the future. Mm. And sometimes it's hard to just be there with whoever you're talking to. Do you know what I mean? But I'm practicing it and meditation actually helps me with it.
0: Oh, totally. Totally. Like it's, it brings things like, I think it was Tim Ferriss that said when he doesn't do his meditation, it's like, he's got all these little tasks to do. He's got something in a week that he's got to remember. He's got this and he's got that. But when he does do his meditation, it's like, he's the manager of people doing these subtasks. You know what I mean? He can see this broad view of it and therefore be in the moment.
1: Yeah. I actually do my meditation just for a few minutes a day. I just do it in the shower because I figured that I used to take showers and actually just think about my whole day in the shower and not enjoy the shower at all. And now I actually enjoy being washed by the water and mm. feeling it on me. You know what I mean?
0: I know exactly what you mean. It's yeah. No, it's the, those being. <laughs> it
1: sounds kind of rude. But
0: it's not. <laughs> no, I know exactly what you mean, but like, so it's kind of like, it's, do you ever get those things where like, I mean, I, I just did it right now where you go, I'm in this moment, and everything that you're looking at becomes sharper. Like, and do, am I sounding weird here? Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. you know really it's it's weird. It's like we're in this this haze until we bring ourselves back to the current moment. And this happened uh I think I thought about this first time when it happened in I was in India with my friend Shilesh who was ap- actually episode 2 of season 1 of the Travel Stories podcast. Great guy. And uh and so we were walking down this road in uh, in India and the moon was massive. And then we kind of we were brought into the present moment. And I just said, dude, isn't it weird that like, and you think right now I'm walking down a road in India with a guy I met like a day ago and the, the moon's there and I'm, I'm in this random rural place. How did this happen? You know, why am I here? And, and yeah, taking it I all sometimes
1: in. get those moments. I'm like, what am I doing here? What is, what are we doing here? Like, why?
0: <laughs> yeah. Like how many things did I have to do in order for this to be the outcome of them? You know?
1: Yeah. I mean, one choice can change your life,
0: right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you can go back so far and just change one little thing. I've done this many, many times. Like, for example, just a a short version like, the reason I'm here right now, the reason I travel, I put it down to me not having a shower one day when I was 15, right?
1: <laughs> oh wow!
0: Yeah, it makes you really sense.
1: narrowed it down to that. How did you even do
0: that? <laughs> well, because right uh, when I was fifteen, my friend Ad Dolly Mork, uh he rang me and he goes, "Dude, come to this party tonight." And I'm like, "Man, I you know I haven't got enough time for a shower, you know." And he's like, "Oh, just just don't have one, just come." All right. And I was like, okay, fine. So I went to this party. I'll, I'll really condense this. But I went to this party, met a guy, and then three years later, he talked to me out of the blue, and he was like, remember you met me at this party? He wanted to make a band. I made a band with him. That band moved to Nottingham. I met the I met this girl, and then three years after that, maybe two years after that, uh, we decided to pick up everything and move to Australia. When we moved to Australia, I realized that travel is the thing I wanted to do. So the, the reason I travel is... Dolly Dollymore telling me to not take a shower that one day.
1: Ah, that's an interesting story. <laughs> I, I think I actually remember mine why I traveled Oh yeah Do you want to hear it? Yeah, sure. So when I used to work in an office many moons ago, I did like two years there, and I was only sixteen when I started working in an office. I did it straight from school. I had quite a good job for my age with the NHS oh
0: nice
1: <laughs> um and Yeah, I was sat at work one day. I'd done about a year and a half there. And my friend, I didn't know her that well, but I was sat next to her for some reason. I was doing overtime and she just went, Charlotte, what are you doing with your life here? You're like uh, 18, go and do something. Are you just going to work here for the rest of your life? And before that, I was kind of like, I I did used to enjoy working, but I was always wishing for Friday and always on holiday countdown because I've always loved traveling. But that moment sort of changed me because I was I was thinking, yeah, I need to actually do something. And then I enrolled to go to uni. And then I started partying all the time. And then I decided I want to go to Thailand and party some more.
0: Mm, nice. So it is that one person questioning and being in the moment and questioning what you're doing. Yeah. That's Just
1: cool. that one person. She probably doesn't even know that she changed my whole life.
0: <laughs> you should tell her. You should tell her. Get in touch.
1: Yeah, I should do. In fact, I will. I'm going to do that today. I'm yeah. going to say thank you. <laughs> awesome.
0: Awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that. It really can be that one moment. And it's this. It's what we were saying before of stepping back, being present in the moment and thinking, hold on, what am I doing here? <laughs> you know, instead of just going yeah. through the motions.
1: I could talk about this for literally hours. I have so many like <laughs> of those moments.
0: Yeah. Oh, I know exactly what you mean. That's it's why like...
1: you've just got to do what you want to do the whole time of your whole life. Because... If you try and be what people want you to be or what you, sh- you think you should be, then you're just not going to be happy. You just got to be free.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's it. Surely that's the only way to live without regrets.
1: Yeah, I have no regrets at all. That's kind of big-headed to say, but I actually, I actually don't because everything I've done has been my choice at the time. So therefore, it was the choice that I wanted to do.
0: Exactly, exactly. If you never compromise your reasons for doing something, then... Uh, then yeah, you're never going to have any regrets. And like, I find, especially with, I'm generalizing here, especially with English people, it's, I think it's easier for us to, to forego what we actually want in order to, you know, either make it easier for someone else or, you know what I mean? It's, it's kind of, it's one of those things where like, oh no, don't worry about me. Just, uh, you know, make sure this is done for you, you know?
1: Yeah, we are quite generous.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's a nice way of putting it. Yeah. I'll go with that. I'll go with that. (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, no, I like that taking taking charge of what you want to do in your life and and actually making it happen. And so I, I read as well that you said uh, you say about travel, it's a lot easier than you think, and that is so true. So did you have did you have the feeling before travel, like when this person was talking to you, saying, "What are you doing?" Did you have this feeling before that it's a huge undertaking? Like a lot of people say, "Man, I, I could never do that." It's you know, I've got this, I've got that to look after. I, I couldn't do it. And what are your thoughts? after say like a year into it like how did that change and your thoughts on how easy it is
1: um well first off the first thing people think is wow it's going to be majorly expensive which it's actually not once i went to southeast asia with i think i had like 15 pounds per day to live off for accommodation and food which was pretty tight but i managed it so that's the first thing people sort of they just make the assumption that it's cost thousands and thousands but you can actually do it for a lot less. Oh definitely. And then I think the second thing is that people are often they they don't do what they want to do because they're scared. Like they're, they're scared to look stupid or they're scared that people might say something or criticize their decisions. But if you just sort of like don't care what people think and do what's going to make you happy then yeah, you're set.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. That not caring what people think, I, I think, is a really big thing as well.
1: Yeah, because I had so when I started traveling and I was like, Mum, I'm going to sort of travel forever. this I need to make a career out of it. This is what I want to do. She was like, oh, yeah, but when, when are you going to come back and get settled down?
0: <laughs> yeah, when are you going to come back to reality?
1: You're just going to have to deal with the fact that I'm not doing that. And she's like, she's come to terms with it now. But so many people used to say, oh, you live in a pipe dream. Even some of my friends. Um, but now I've actually, I'm actually doing it. They can sort of eat their words a bit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. There's a whole talk of getting it out your system and stuff like that.
1: No, it is my system.
0: Exactly. That's the that's the best response I've heard to that yet. <laughs> It is my system. That's awesome. <laughs> I love that. I love that. And I think the, uh, like we were saying before about not caring what people think, I think it should be compulsory when, uh, when you're, when your kid turns, you know, 13 to introduce into to punk rock music. I think that should be compulsory. Oh, really? oh, absolutely. Like, I think that's, uh, you know, aside from obviously my parents being weird, but I think that's a big reason why, why I have this not caring what people think attitude. And I think having that attitude, Attitude is a good conduit to as we were saying before doing what you want to do in spite of maybe what you're supposed to do you know what i mean
1: yeah um can you introduce me to punk rock music
0: of course of course is there anything specifically that you'd like to promote have you got anything like specifically you want to send people to at the moment or anything like that
1: um yes i would like to say to people go and travel the world be free be a hippie do what you want to do (laughs) (laughs) um also go and check out my blog because i think you'll like it it's she travels.co.uk and i'm also starting to do video blogs now so i'm gonna take you traveling with me and put those up on youtube so that should be fun
0: i'll have to i'll have to talk to you about that because when i'm when i go to europe in june i'm going to be doing daily the same thing and i've never done it before so i'm gonna have to hit you up and say man teach me
1: hey I've never done it before <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah but you'll be like you know six months ahead so you'll have some uh, some insight into the game
1: yeah maybe we can even team up and do like a she travels he travels
0: <laughs> oh he travels the first thing I'm going to do is check whether someone's already got that
1: <laughs> oh you can pay me some kind of something for that <laughs>
0: idea bit of royalties coming your way alright <laughs> Brilliant, brilliant. Man, thank you so much for coming on. This has been one of the most fun interviews I've done. This has been so fun. I love it.
1: Oh, thanks.
0: (laughs) I love it. It's been great.
1: Yeah, it has been fun. It's really nice to talk to you. Thanks for
0: having me on the show. No worries. You too. So people can find you at sheetravels.co.uk?
1: Yes. And if you want to follow my Instagram, because I have some nice pictures on there that should inspire you, that's just my full name, so Charlotte Hearn um yeah get in touch ask me anything i'm like a walking travel book so if you want to know anything just drop me an email or talk to me
0: nice love it well thanks very much for coming on again it's been awesome thank you no worries speak to you later (laughs) thank you for listening to this episode of travel stories podcast every day i get more and more grateful for you guys our listeners and it really means a lot that you tune in each week let us know if you enjoyed this episode on TravelStoriesPodcast.com or by subscribing in iTunes. We'd love to have you over at our Facebook page. Just search Travel Stories Podcast and come and get involved. The team's always there to chat about travel, podcasts, composition, writing, or anything else at all. You can also drop us a line at TravelStoriesPodcast.com. We do answer everything. On behalf of myself and the team, thanks again for listening to the show. We truly appreciate it and would love for you to join us next week for another episode of the Travel Stories Podcast.